Greetings and welcome to the first edition of Wrestling Oztyle with myself, Chris Funder, and my excellent co-host, Alex. How are you today? Yeah, awesome, mate. Episode we've wanted to do for a little while, January review of the Australian wrestling scene. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am feeling fantastic. It is I, Alex Larry Emdell, getting keen to host this game show today. So let's have a bit of fun with this. This is really exciting. <laughs> like a local like RSL or something like gets a wrestling show to come in and they do like a, a quick throw together cheap ad and it's just like come down to the local RSL to see some body slamming, pile driving, high flying off the top rope action this Saturday at the RSL. Why does everything we review trace back to TNA? <laughs> I think deep down we love TNA. I, I, I think I do. I think I actually love TNA so much. It's because we wanted it to succeed. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have killed for it to have succeeded. Yeah, so I'm going to be locked down. TNA locked down. <laughs> and um, yeah, six sides of steel surrounding my house. And with the big main event with eight people inside my house and after 20 minutes, a, a rooftop gets lowered with a bunch of weapons on it for lethal lockdown. <laughs> it might have been because, like, it was around the time of my dad's 50th birthday and they had already planned, like, a massive 50th birthday and me being an only child brat was just like, No! You gotta take me to Nitro! Admittedly, before watching this show live, I had never even heard of Jessica Troy. And now I'm a guy on a podcast that, like, whenever we get the chance to talk about Australian wrestling, I talk about Jessica Troy being the best wrestler in Australia. Going from a killer queen to my number six choice, I go to James Storm. Good segue. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Turn this hat around uh, uh, I, I feel like a truck. Uh, I feel like a truck. You know? A truck. I'm feeling good. Uh-huh. Feeling real good. Feeling like the cream of the crop. Yes, I've been told I'm not allowed to do that anymore, so <laughs> thanks to a certain, uh, let's say, listener. I think Chris can safely, like, tell everyone that he knew as soon as he tried the impression, he shouldn't do it again because he immediately said, I should edit that out, shouldn't I? Like, let's bring it back to wrestling for a minute. Imagine if, like, they did the whole Doctor thing with a wrestling character. Like, they just oh. replaced the wrestler every couple of years, but they are a continuation of the character, of the gimmick. They're just going to continue The Undertaker, but every 10 years they've recast The Undertaker. Oh, mean Mark, you had your run. All right, we've got this youngster from Texas. His name's uh, Lance Hoyt. He's going to be the new Undertaker. Nah, I, I just think it would be hilarious if, like, if, if, if it's literally a part of their gimmick, is that their body completely changes. Imagine a world where fucking they call up Roddy Piper for a celebrity season or something like that. Imagine if he had called up Roddy Piper for the loved ones visit. Fuck! <laughs> John, you idiot! Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. 
Your grandmother's dead. That sounds like a good enough intro. G'day. How you going, Cameron? Chris and Alex here, just chewing the shit. Big 200 episode extravaganza. How you doing, my friend? Oh, the double ton. Um, can't believe we made it. Can't believe I didn't pull the pin. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, oh, crazy. 200 episodes, man. Yeah, you know what? That deserves a celebration, so... Uh... What's uh, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows doing in the was zone? <laughs> oh, very good. No, but um, been a while since I think we haven't really done just a a straight just shooting shit. How we doing since the first episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I, I've kind of wanted to do something like this again, just because it's been so long. So I, I'm sure there's people that listen to this show and haven't actually heard the first episode and can't blame you. We, we still didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> do we even know what we're doing now? We literally have no idea what we're doing right now. Um yeah, we're just jumping online and having a chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we thought, oh, you know what? Two hundred episodes, bit of a milestone, bit of a something extraordinary. What can we do for that? Let's talk non-wrestling on our wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But I digress. Um, I suppose just the uh, the quick quick notes uh, version. How long have you been a wrestling fan, and how did you get into wrestling? Uh, I was about, I reckon I was like between three and five. I don't know. It's sort of just always been there. My, my nan, my Lola, as we call her in the Philippines. Um, yeah, she loved watching the wrestling. My dad had a mate who just like had a shitload of wrestling VHS tapes from the late eighties, early nineties. So I'd constantly get given those to watch. And yeah, I just became obsessed with it. Um, Yeah, so it's why I have like stupid knowledge of like late 80s, early 90s wrestling. Because I just, like most kids would watch The Lion King over and over again on their VHS player. And I'd just be watching like WrestleMania 6 over and over again on the VHS player. The ultimate challenge. The ultimate challenge. What is a sleeper match then on WrestleMania 6 for somebody who hasn't gone and watched the rest of that card? Um, oh boy. Uh, Question without notice. <laughs> um, off the top of my head, and I think it's just because I really enjoyed it because of the personalities involved and I've got a nostalgic spot for it uh dusty Rhodes and sapphire versus uh macho king randy savage and sensational sherry uh i'm just gonna quickly pull it up just to 
have a look at the card because there was a oh Jake Roberts and um Ted DiBiase was great. Um oh there's a tag match. I just wanna fact check myself before I actually bring it up. Yeah, so it's the Orient Express, uh doesn't age well. It's Sato and Pat Tanaka with Mr. Fuji defeating the Rockers, Sean and Marty. It's like a seven-minute match and ends in a count-out, but it is, like, fast-paced as shit. It's, like, so ahead of its time. Seven-minute count-out. Yeah, seven-minute count-out, but before that, it's just mental. Uh, (laughs) Um... There's the problematic uh, Bad News Brown Roddy Piper match on there. Rick Martel and Coco Beware had a banger. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, like, I've watched that heaps. I've watched WrestleMania 5 a lot. Um, the Royal Rumble from, like, 80, 88 to 90. Like, those ones were on repeat a lot. Uh, the first few Summer Slams I had on repeat a lot. Like, so it's like that era of like 88 to 91, 1990. Like, I've watched heaps as a kid. How about yourself, man? Let's talk about talk about the moment you got into wrestling. Yeah, well, I was at school and one day I went around to a friend's house and they put on this VHS tape of wrestling and uh, kind of stuck with me ever since. <laughs> well, what sort of what sort of cruel individual would do that to you? Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> so for those who don't know, yes, Alex is the one who got me into wrestling. You can all blame him for this. Yeah. Or thanks. Like anyone from our hometown area that like fell in love with wrestling, there's a good chance I'm the reason it happened. <laughs> um Except for Warwick. Warwick was onto it before I met him. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I have distinct memories of like watching wrestling pay-per-views with you. You um, ordered, or your parents ordered SummerSlam 2000, and I borrowed the VHS tape after you recorded it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was the first time I saw a TLC match was all because of you. So, thanks for that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I have distinct memories of watching wrestling with you as a kid. Um, I think I used to just get all my friends from primary school and like force them to watch wrestling and wrestle with me in the backyard on the trampoline or whatever. Play the Nintendo 64 games of yeah. wrestling. Yeah, make him play some WCW NWO Revenge or World Tour or WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, the classics. Jeez, WrestleMania 2000 isn't that bad. It's so good, man. It's it's no mercy except like a bit of an older roster. Um. Yeah. I actually prefer WrestleMania 2000. That's just because... So uh, there's there was a thing going around back in the day where certain copies of WWF No Mercy were, like, broken. And if you tried to save it, like, 
five minutes later, all your saved data would get corrupted and you'd just it would automatically reset itself. Did you ever hear about that? No. <laughs> yeah. So I had a copy of No Mercy and it did that. I still got it to this day. I took it back to Big W like four times, got four different replacements, and they just <laughs> seemed to just have the fucking broken copies. It wasn't until like I grew up and became an adult and saw like, oh, all these people on the internet loving on No Mercy, but I thought it was a broken, shitty game. And I find out that, oh, yeah, it's just like the international people had broken copies. <laughs> Who was in charge of that game? THQ or Ukes or T- THQ, AKI, yeah, those guys. Um, huh. Yeah, so there were like non-broken versions of the game in Australia. I was just incredibly unlucky and just kept finding broken versions of it, even to this day. Like, I'm still looking for a non-broken version of No Mercy so I can finally play the story mode without how a resetting. I, like I would assume I'd be looking at a couple of hundred bucks at least. Jeez. But uh, I just want to do the story mode without it having to reset itself five minutes in. <laughs> Yeah, Such a but error. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, um, no mercy. Like the big show's not in the game, despite being a main eventer at the time, because they were, they were like punishing him for being too fat. Basically, they were punishing him for his weight gain, so they didn't put him in the video game. <laughs> What? Yeah. But like Ken Shamrock was still in it and he'd already left the company. <laughs> it was crazy. Um like because THQ made all the WCW games, like the Revenge and World Tour and stuff, in No Mercy and WrestleMania two thousand, they had all the facial parts and body parts to just go in and create, like, a Goldberg, a Hulk Hogan, a Kevin Nash and stuff in there. Like, like if that happened today, like, if this new AEW game comes out and just hidden in the game is just, like, Roman Reigns' face, that just wouldn't fly. No, I suppose it wouldn't really, would it? No, even if it's just hidden in the... Like, it would come out, it would get put all over Twitter, then bang, cease and desist. Ah, jeez. I suppose, uh, where can we go from there? I suppose, um, what was probably the first wrestling event that you attended? First one I attended was, um, what was it? I generation superstars of wrestling in Melbourne, Rod Laver Arena. Um, yeah, it featured such luminaries as Dennis Rodman, Mr. Perfect, 
just trying to pull it up now. I do have the program handy. Oh, <laughs> so, um, Why do you ever need to have that handy? Uh, I, well, I've got so much wrestling memorabilia and bullcrap in this room. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to flick on the video so you can see. Superstars of Wrestling. Wow. Uh, <laughs> dear, like, oh, shit. A4? Uh, I would say A3, maybe. Not A3, but a bit bigger than A4. Um, there's a letter here <laughs> from Ed on the back. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like bootleg Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold, Mankind, and Chris Jericho shirts. What? <laughs> World Order <laughs> T-shirts. Yeah, my God. Uh, there's a letter here from Andrew McManus, dear wrestling enthusiast, it starts off with. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, Kurt Hennig. There's his little write-up. And then there's Dennis Rodman's write-up, which is so <laughs> big that they didn't even give him a picture. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, this. New Toyota Hilux. Turbo diesel. That'll never take off. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be worth a stupid amount. Barbarian. Wearing a do-rag for some reason. Unrecognisable. Brutus the fucking barber beefcake, my man. Oh, goodness. Uh, public enemy, but they've only got a photo of... Uh, I think that's Rocco Rock. <laughs> Did both of them attend? Yeah, they were both there. They got that's... the Road Warriors up. Uh, I've got a photo somewhere on my Twitter of me hanging out with the Road Warriors. Paul Orndorff. Um, my dad. Earthquake. <laughs> he, he just always, like, my dad reminds me so much of Earthquake. Um, they got the same shitty tattoos and everything. Uh, <laughs> Tatanka. I've when got a the, uh... Yeah, go on. When the boss hears this, I'm glad that I live so far away so the boss man doesn't hurt me. <laughs> oh, he's turned into such a softie at his old age now. <laughs> Tatanka. Buffalo. Uh, the, the Shockmaster himself. Typhoon. Oh, oh, an interview with Tatanka. <laughs> Why is there two pages on Tatanka? Oh, oh Buffalo. Um, some superstars of wrestling merchandise. Did you get anything other than your program? Um, I think I had a t-shirt. But I don't know what happened to it. Um, oh, page fell out. That's handy. Oh, no. And the value goes down. One man gang. Craig Valentine. Is a little double-sided thing full of some of the in-ring action and appears to be a list. Of... 
It's a full list of wrestlers' real names. Wait, really? Yeah. So, like, it has people on here that aren't on the show. Just, like, (sighs) from Ahmed Johnson to Zeus. The first name on the list is Ahmed Johnson. The last one's Zeus. Um, For some reason, they've decided to throw in... Oh, have you ever wondered what Wayne Hart's real name is? It's Wayne Hart. Who the fuck even remembers Wayne Hart? (laughs) Um, Not me until this moment. Yeah. Oh, God. It's got... Ray Mysterio Jr. and Ray Mysterio Sr. on here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, name a wrestler from like pre, from like the nineties back. It's probably on here. Uh, Sean. Uh, Sean Michaels, Michael Hickenbottom. Yep. <laughs> Why is that in a random program? I remember being fascinated by this as a kid, actually. Now that I'm looking at it, like, I remember being like, holy shit, this is their real names? They they got, like, everyone, like, listed in alphabetical order, and, like, only one wrestler has the the part in their name, and it says here, Rock The. (laughs) Rock, comma, the Dwayne Johnson. Uh, like, Undertaker's listed as just Undertaker, not the Undertaker, because that would have been funny if it said Undertaker, comma, the. Oh, there's Patriot, comma, the. Oh, man, this is... This is fucking real, real weird. Like, why, why did this happen? Um... All right, let's keep going through this. Uh, Brandy Wine and Sweet Destiny. Um, no idea who they are. Um, okay, former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader and former Playboy model. Okay. Oh, the, for that. the 90s. <laughs> uh, that was basically, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. That's um, such an odd pullout to have in that in that program. Here's a list of wrestlers' real names. <laughs> uh, I'm just having a look. Superstar credits. It's got like the tour managers. There's no real familiar names here. Uh, Joe Budner. That's uh, an undefeated uh, uh, Australian boxing champion. <laughs> Uh, uh, he, he has co-starred in movies in Italy, the US, Spain, Australia, and South Africa. He has also appeared in co-starring roles in several local and international TV series. Joe was still one of the most recognized sportsmen. <laughs> yeah, sure he is, mate. Fuck off. Um, my God. Yeah. Uh, that. So that was my first show. I remember... Public Enemy and the Road Warriors having like an all-out straight fight, but Road Warrior Hawk wasn't in his face paint. Um, other programs I got here is the Global Warning Tour. 
and World WWA World Wrestling All Stars. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're competing Brett. with the other companies, um, but let's put all of the other companies' trademarked logos and stuff on the front cover. You have what Buff Jared? Is that Stevie Ray or Booker T at the back? Is that Ken Shamrock? Ken Shamrock. I don't remember Shamrock being there, by the way. Jerry Lawler. Yeah, that's Stevie Ray. Yeah. So from um, right to left here, we've got Jerry Lawler, Ken Shamrock, Road Dog, Bret Hart, Buff Bagwell, Jeff Jarrett, Stevie Ray. Um, oh, so you got a little letter addressing the fans from none other than Jeremy Borash. <laughs> wow, look how young he is there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got like Brett, who was the general manager. He's got this full one spa- one page spread. Buff, Jarrett. My God. Uh, Road Dog, Jerry Lawler. Stevie Ray. This guy. <laughs> oh, God. Conan. I remember, like, marking out hard for Conan. You look know at, me. Look at Conan's lettering, and then look at the start of the K in Ken Shabrock. They no, both look like a C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, copyright infringements. <laughs> Let's just change it all to Cs. It's, um, it's Ben. <laughs> No idea who. Adara James and Danny Dominion, I believe, helped train Sam Punk. Um, Crowbar and Scream slash Daphne. Her anniversary was recent. Um, yes. Oh, you can tell these guys are spooky because their photos are in black and white. Vampire Warrior. Gangrel. And Luna. Lenny and Lodi couldn't get a photo. Fair enough. WCW Jabronis. Psychosis doesn't have a photo. Um, The Harris Boys don't have a photo. But luckily... Poovy Juice has a photo, and most importantly... Oh, my God. It's the Colossus of Boggo Road himself, Nathan Jones. Did you see Jones wrestle live? I did. I did. Was he good? (laughs) Uh, He was huge. I was a kid. I loved it. He was huge, he wore leather pants and he did a big boot. That's all it took to win me over when I was a kid. Leather pants and a big boot. There's um, credits and another gigantic photo of the guy that isn't wrestling. Where's your your pull-out sheet of wrestlers' real names? Yeah, uh, that's a shame. (laughs) I wonder what Bret Hart's real name is. (laughs) That is that to me is still just so odd that our generation superstars in what ninety nine 
puts that in their program. Ah, fuck, man. Just wait for this. Right? So the global warning tour. This is now just weekly fucking program talk. Look at the ad here. Fake never looked so real. And it's just a zoom in of a pair of tits. Dead or alive free on Xbox. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Gaming was a different time. Steve Rats. Where do I know that name from? And Steve Vizard. Steve Brax used to be the Premier of Victoria. Oh, Steve, yeah. Va- Steve Vizard used to be on Full Frontal and then became the uh, chairman of Victorian major events. Um, a letter from Vince. Welcome to Wild Wrestling Entertainment's global warning tour, quite frankly. Uh, no, nah, I'm not reading that whole thing. <laughs> is there anything actually important in there or is it just a bunch of Mumbo Jumbo, Australia's important tourist. The, 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 fan, the, the, the fans among are among the most enthusiastic on the globe. Blah blah blah. That's because you starved uh, us for twenty years. Yeah. Now, finally, as we like to say, we've come back to the outback, as they like to say. The company <laughs> toured Australia nearly twenty years ago, and I can tell you that we have wanted to return as much as you've wanted to see us. Australia, <laughs> Australia has a rich wrestling history. Some older fans may remember names like Mario Milano, Spiros, Arion, Mark Lewin dominating the game here. Now we have the opportunity to add to that legacy. My SmackDown crew includes such greats. Oh my God. <laughs> Does it age bad? Oh, there's just a few names in here that's just like such greats as Hulk Hogan, fair. He didn't come, by the way. Um, <laughs> Triple H, fair. Kurt Angle, fair. Edge, fair. Rikishi, questionable. <laughs> Billy and Chuck. Yeah. Billy and Chuck. Uh, no. 50% yeah, 50% no. And Maven. <laughs> and Maven. <laughs> I mean, you start off with Hulk Hogan and you end with Billy and Chuck and Maven. <laughs> Not since the 2000 Summer Olympics have Australians been treated to the type of spectacular we have planned. <laughs> I guarantee that by the time we depart, you'll remember our global warning tour even more fondly. Because of such greats as Maven. I don't remember being on the card, but sure. (laughs) Oh, there's Dwayne. Leather pants and all, with the belt buckle. His old rock tattoo. Yeah, he's he's got a nice little montage here. The biggest stars get this, like, full one-page montage. Um, Yeah, like, Hulk. Where were you, brother? Yeah. Brother. Trips, got the full one-page spread. Oh, here we go. An ad for WWE Raw for the Xbox. Coming soon. 
Did you ever own an Xbox growing up, or were you always PlayStation? <clears throat> I went from Nintendo 64 to PlayStation. Um, I did have an Xbox 360 at one point because one of my friends uh, was able to uh, chip a Xbox 360 so we could play burnt games on it. This was like 2008. So I did temporarily have an Xbox 360, but I wasn't allowed to play online because my Xbox was modded. So um, I ended up just getting a PS3. There's Trish. I'm sure Teenage may have fun looking at that. Um, Kurt Angle, fresh haircut. This is like, and the like lamest Kurt Angle attire ever. It's just like a blue singlet with an A on it. <laughs> Chris Jericho doesn't get the big spread. Neither does Kurt Angle. You got Edge here. Just wait for this next part. Here's somewhat. Here's a team worthy of a one-page spread. Oh my god, it's Reverend Dave on a Deacon Dave. Deacon Dave Batista. Oh man. Did they come to Super Showdown? I don't think they uh not Super Showdown. They were on the the main show, but they were definitely on the card. I remember Dave on and everyone just like oh my god, speaking of Well, I guess Vince had big plans for these guys because of what he said in that opening letter and the fact that these guys got a two-page spread. Billy, Chuck, and Rico. Kurt Angle, one page. Chris Jericho, one page. Billy, Chuck, and Rico, two pages. Tori and Stacy, one page. I'd argue that they deserve two pages more. Um... An advertisement for the Crown Casino, that old logo. Uh, an advertisement for WWE Kids Magazine. <laughs> I remember those. Yeah, I think I had some. You get stickers and stuff, so it was cool. Um, the pull-out poster of all your favourite SmackDown wrestlers doing things, I guess. Kurt Angle with a wig for some reason. Uh, ladies in bikinis, Reverend Devon front and center. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we'll put Devon here so we can put the women in bikinis at the back. Actually, I'm looking at this. This has like none of the main event guys at the time, like except maybe Kurt Angle. So I'm going, Edge. we've got Hurricane doing a splash onto Crash Holly. We've got Jazz and Trish Stratus. you got Mark Henry doing a clothesline to what appears to be... Right? Yeah, that's, that's the Godfather. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. Um, you got Edge doing the Edge-O-Matic to Booker T. you got Reverend Devon. Yeah, you got... Rikishi doing the stink face, stink the face. angle. <laughs> and you got Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler in bikinis. So, yeah. Uh, an ad for main event for pay-per-view. You want some more? Uh, man, this, this is just a trip. 
Here we go. Here's the real stars of the crew. The Hurricane, Billy Kidman, Jamie Bargard, Noble, Nidia. Man. Oh, Rikishi gets a full page. Rikishi? What's oh, out the this... back there in the red poster? It's an ad for Qantas for some reason. Rumble down under with Qantas. <laughs> what the fuck It's it like to a be... Chinese dragon, but a kangaroo's got in a headlock? Yeah, a kangaroo has a Chinese... Well, what looks like a Chinese dragon, but it's actually a crocodile drawn in the style of a Chinese dragon. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't read about it, would you, folks? Oh, here's the big stars now. This is at a time where his name got changed to the Big Valboski. I forgot that was actually a thing. Yeah. Uh, can I be serious for a minute? Landstorm? Yeah. Test? Oh, Christian yeah. with the sunglasses. He still had those. Oh. Uh, well. <laughs> oh, my God. So, the two people on this next page. One got mentioned in that opening letter and the other didn't. Maven? Maven. <laughs> oh, wow. Randy Orton. Rookie Randy Orton with his fringe. Didn't even get mentioned in that opening letter, but Maven did. Uh, we got Farouk, Hardcore Holly, Albert, Rey Mysterio Jr. still. Still listed as Rey Mysterio Jr. here. Chavo Guerrero Jr., still listed as that. Tajiri. Mark Henry in the sexual chocolate singlet. Taz! Who Boy, wasn't Taz. actually... He wasn't even there. Um, Alright, so those guys got little half-page spreads. Dawn Marie, full page. We know why she got full page. Come on. She's a very integral part of that roster. So's Linda and Jackie from Tough Enough. Whatever happened to them? Uh, one of them was married to Charlie Haas. The other one had a dominatrix gimmick for a minute in 05 SmackDown. Jerry Lawler, JR also weren't there. And not even the commentary team they used. Um, a quick little paragraph, a, a little story about Australian wrestling history. Who's that in the photo? I believe that's Killer Kowalski for some reason. <laughs> Austra Australian wrestling legend uh, Killer Kowalski and, of course, Australian wrestling legends the Killer Bees. <laughs> that's so odd. Um. Oh, I, I don't know how this ad here, I don't know how this franchise will ever go. Upgrade your weapon. Halo, coming to the Xbox. Um, yeah, I don't know how that that whole um, thing goes. Um, 
oh my god so we've just spent like 20 minutes talking as i'm just looking through shit but yeah okay. alex taking uh, a trip down memory lane with his wrestling programs yeah yeah why not plus i got double j here hanging out as always you do you see that no <laughs> uh, I've got a little beanie baby of Jeff Jarrett from WCW 2000 era. Um, when did you get that? Uh, I bought it like a few years ago on eBay. Okay, must be one of the ones you haven't shown me before then. Yeah. Um, I actually put him on the Christmas tree every year. Because he's king of the mountain? Yeah. Oh, God. Um. Yeah, so I suppose that's be about Alex's first show. Jeez, what was the first show I went and saw? That's actually interesting. So outside of um, the AWF shows that ran in um, the Supernova conventions in Brisbane and the Gold Coast, let's see, the first show I probably would have gone and seen would have been the House of Hardcore show they did in Melbourne. Oh, wow. 20, I'm just trying to think of the year now, 2018? Yeah. Um, I think that's right. 20, no, no, 2016, because it was the same year that NXT came out later that year. Yeah. Because, oh, what was the main event of that? It was like Tommy Dreamer, Kalido. Crackerjack and somebody else. Maybe Andy Phoenix? Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was Mad Dog versus Cletus and the table got set on fire. Oh, of course. <laughs> it was in the... um. Uh, it yeah, it was at um, uh, Whitehorse. So it wasn't the same venue you saw out back in. It was um, down the street. Uh, no, the um, venue I saw out back in was a venue they didn't run very often. Yeah, but they ran that venue the night before when they did a Q&A session with uh, Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, um, the Outback show I went to, there was a Q&A session for VIP ticket. Obviously, Wok and I, uh, Warwick and I did it so we could have a chat to Drew McIntyre. And I regret my question so much. What you ask him? The room. It was fresh oh. off the heels of Roddy Piper dying. And I just like asked if he had any Roddy Piper stories. And just just because of, like, the Scottish connection. Yeah. And and Drew kind of got a little bit emotional. He's like, oh, I loved Roddy. He used to stay in contact with me all the time. He got a little bit emotional. I felt real bad. I was like, oh, I should have asked about Cody. What Warwick asked out of curiosity, do you remember? Oh, 
I I think it was something to do about his innovation of apron spots, which at the time was like kind of Drew's thing, like doing moves onto the apron. Yeah, that that's a really good point because before then, not a lot of people were, and now it seems everyone is. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah, funny times. So I went saw that, and then so there was House of Hardcore, NXT Melbourne, which my brother went and saw with me. And as you're watching the show back, you can see me and my brother sitting there watching the show. Uh, middle brother, younger brother. Uh, middle brother. Nice. nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to rewatch it and see if I can find him. Oh, yeah. You can see it's front center. Um, then House of Hardcore Brisbane, the first year they did a Brisbane showgrounds. Yeah. Uh, with Younger Brother. Right. Then, uh, what was on that show? I'm just trying to think. Matt Cross was on that show. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like Bonza, I know Bonza was on that show. I know Robbie Eagles was on that show. There's a lot of good people actually on that show. Uh, Cole Cabana, Ryan Namath. Wow. Oh, Dempsey was on that show. But is he? Was he cancelled or did he just sort of stop wrestling? He wasn't cancelled. He was just shit at wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, also fair. Um, uh, yeah, man. Um, what was the all event? those people that you named? Is Ryan Nemeth the only one that's regularly on TV? <laughs> I mean, the main event was the squad. Ryan, what's it? Was Ryan Nemeth and I think it was Kenny. No, nah, it would have been Mike Mondo and Kenny. Because Ryan Nemeth was never in the Spirit Squad. Oh yeah, it was Dolph that was. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, against the Young Bucks, who were oh, okay. Ring of Honor IWGP Tag Champs at the time. Colcabana and the Young Bucks on the same show. Good days. I actually just want to look at that card now, just because it was so weird. Just, and they used, um, like, Brisbane Showground, so it was sort of like, um, I guess, an ECW arena feel. Yeah. Just like a big empty warehouse. Yeah. We're going to try something, humans. I'm going to have a beer outside while recording. Ooh. See how we go. Let me know if it sounds like shit, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's, it, it's good. Is done is good. Jeez, uh, House of Hardcore hasn't run since the pandemic, and uh, given who's in charge there, I don't think they will. Yeah, I wonder why. Uh, well, year would it have been 20? House of Hardcore 15 is the Melbourne event. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, you ready for this, uh, this match? 
lineup that I saw. Yeah, I'm ready. In Melbourne, Hurricane Helms defeats Muhammad Ali Vaez. You have Sid Parker defeat Adam Brooks. You have uh, Dowie James, Josh Judah, JXT, Mike Burr, and Mr. Juicy with Vixen defeat Big Cruz, uh, Cadman Turner, Gabriel Wolf, Sketch, and Slade Mercer with Freddie Gold. Uh, OCW title match that saw Cletus defeat Mad Dog in a no disqualification match. Mark, oh, that's right, it was Mark Silver, um, Dennis Committee's son, defeats Bull James. Mickey James defeats Lisa Marie Vaughn. You know, that is right. Uh, yeah, that's the Black Widow herself, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> also, yes. And yeah, the uh, the main event, I was right. Carlito defeats Andy Phoenix, Cracker Jack, and Tommy Dreamer. I just remember... Wow. That was a really good show, uh, Brisbane. I remember at the time there was like a documentary that came out. Yeah. And it was on like SBS or something. And it followed like Carlito and like, I think it followed like Chris Masters and stuff as they were doing tours like with OCW. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to find that. I know the one you're talking of. I, I saw it when they originally aired it. Because that was not long after I went to that OCW show. It might even be up on that old OCW YouTube channel. So the like, they did a wrestling match at some Ute Muster, and it wasn't the Denny Ute Muster. So you know, like, if you couldn't even get the big Ute Muster, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> so but the yeah, next it was year, like literally in the outback. Anyway. The next year in Brisbane, Cole Cabana defeats Ryan Nanath. Carlito defeats Jack Bonza. Uh, Team Headstrong, uh, JL Gold and Xander Sutherland with the Street Revolution. Lex Lewis, Lex Lewis Jr. and Renegade defeat Alex Shepard, Jesse Daniels, 13 and Tim Cade. Uh, MVP defeats Bull James. Matt Cross defeats Andy Phoenix and Robbie Eagles. Billy Gunn defeats Jake Hager. Oh, yeah, I forgot Hager was on this show. And Billy Gunn. Muhammad Ali Baez defeat Tommy Dreamer. And in the main event, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson defeat uh, Spirit Squad, Kenny and Mikey. Who would have thought if you could see any of those matches happen on national TV or worldwide television today, the one match is Billy Gunn and Jake Hager. <laughs> I mean, Colton Ryan is still under contract. Kind of. Like, one's under contract to Ring of Honor, the other's to AEW, so... Where'd Matt Cross end up after the demise of Lucha Underground? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> That no one will ever have an answer to. Um, I have no idea. I think he had a run with MLW. Oh. Which is where, like, yeah, a lot of those sort of guys end up. Like, oh. Jacob Fatu, come on down. No, I can't. I'm with MLW. 
Uh, I'm just having a quick look. Oh, yeah, he's still with MLW. Oh, that's nice. He got beaten by Killer Cross on the 23rd of the 6th. Mm. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, so I went and saw House of Hardcore, then NXT. Yes, go watch Botchmania, see the cage wobbling as they try to lower it, and it gets stuck. And then the refs secure it in place, and the crowd chants, you've still got it, as they secure the cage around the ring posts. Because we had a few years of people being smart asses by then. Uh, Real. 2017 was House Hardcore Brisbane. 2018 was New Japan at Festival Hall. Then uh, Melbourne City Wrestling. Oh, New Horizons, I want to say. Same weekend as Super Showdown. Wow. Then Wrestle Rock, the day of Super Showdown, then Super Showdown. Yeah. Yeah. Some some good wrestling there. Yeah, some really good wrestling there. Mm. Brooksy and Slacks at whatever it was, uh, New Horizons. So, can can you recall a match that like made you a fan? Not particularly, no. Like, was there, like, a guy? Like, I I know your answer. Was there a guy whose matches that you were, like, hooked to when you were younger that sort of influenced how you enjoy wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. Good old Max Park. (laughs) Man, he just... He just was so ahead of his time, like, to the point where, like, everyone hated him back then. (laughs) To the point he gets a certain style of heat named after him. (laughs) And, but if you plucked him out of that era and put him into now, he'd be, like, one of the top guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gosh, what about yourself? Oh, like, for the meme, I will say Sid, but uh, the reality, let me break kayfabe, brother. Oh, it was guys like, because I watched a lot of that late 80s, early 90s stuff. It was like Macho Man, like, you see that dude, all the colours, doing the moves he does, the insane promos, loved him. Uh, Rick Rude was another guy that I loved. Like, Rick Rude was the first wrestler that I realised, oh, the bad guys are kind of fun to watch. Uh, um, Like, as time went on, it was guys like, like, obviously, uh, WCW Mark from Day Dot, like, like, Sting. I fucking loved Lex Luger. I loved him. I loved him. Um, crazy to think but um, I wouldn't want to watch one of his matches now but back then I couldn't get enough of him Um, over in the fed like I was a stone cold mark I was a Ken Shamrock mark 
Um, you can tell who who I was a mark for just by how I book them on bugs. Um, yeah, I swear it's coming back soon. I'll just like I might as well say it now. I was a little burnt out from bugs, and it's been tough for me to write some of my stuff. Like had writer's blocks, so we'll get back into it soon. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair point too. I was I was the one with the busy work schedule, then that sort of got sorted out, and now Alex is the one with the busy work schedule. Yeah, it's been hectic lately. Is your work auditing down at all? Uh, to an extent, it's now it's now ten hour days instead of fourteens. <laughs> Crazy, crazy. Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, you got to do it while you're young. Yeah, that's true too. I suppose. Um, let's see. Where to next? I suppose. Like, I don't really have a great deal of wrestling memorabilia. I've got my signed New Japan poster that hangs above the desk here on the wall. I've got my WWE Cruiserweight Championship with me custom. Buddy Murphy side plates in it, but other than that, I don't really have a lot. So, um, for yourself, why <laughs> did you start collecting wrestling figures? And outside the figures, what would you say is your like um most prized wrestling memorabilia? Ooh, okay. Um, started collecting the wrestling figures. I've actually started selling off a fair few of them now because they're just some. When I bought a lot of them. It was pretty much pennies, and now it's like now everything's selling for ridiculous prices. So I might as well cash out now on a fair few of them. But I started buying them because it was just like, oh, I've started listening to the major wrestling figure podcast, started getting a bit nostalgic, started to remember a few toys that I played with. And then next thing you know, I've got a whole room full of them. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's that's fair enough too. Because I remember as a kid, like going around that's your place, like, you'd you'd have like a big big tub of wrestling figures. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, yeah, when I was a teenager, Mum gave them all to the Salvos, um, spewing. Like some of them would be worth a lot now, even in the beat up condition they were. Some of them were rare as hell. Um, <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, but that's all cool. Uh, some of my favourite memorabilia I got, like, I've got a signed Sting baseball bat, which is pretty fucking awesome. Um, that's like a bucket list item, something I always wanted, even though it says TNA Wrestling on it. Uh, that That part kind of irritates me, but besides that, I've got a a black sting signed baseball bat. That's so fucking cool to me. I've got um a lot of signed stuff. Like I, I've hang on. Let let me see if is that video working for you, mate. Can you see? Yeah. Alright. Let's go through. Got signed Psycho Sid WWE Elite Action Figure. Um, 
I got that in a bundle with this one. It was actually cheaper to buy the Sid signed in a group with this signed to Tunker than to buy the Sid separately. So I got the signed to Tunker as well. Cool. Um, which was awesome. I got like a signed Sting. Yeah. yeah, this one's like a really cool little piece. Signed Sting action figure. Here's one to get Chris jealous. Um, signed Bret Hart. That was the tag title. Yeah, because it comes in a pair with this one, which is also signed. Anvil. And it goes really well with this one. Oh, the Jimmy, Jimmy Hart. Hart. So, so, yeah, I got the Hart Foundation and their manager all signed. I got the Anvil about a month before he passed, which was really, like, as morbid as it is, it was really good timing. I wouldn't have been able to get it for the price I got it for any time after that. Um, I got, like... A lot of signed stuff. Hang on. <laughs> this is odd, but I had to have it. The signed Scott Steiner drawing. Did Scott draw uh, that or? Nah, I don't know. Someone online drew it. I saw it for sale, bought it. And yeah, Scott Steiner signed it. I framed it. <laughs> it's cool, ads. Um, yeah, it's uh, number eight of 30. So only 30 of them were drawn. Uh, I got, like, signed Young Bucks Funko Pops. Oh, yeah, yeah. New Japan Pops. Yeah, I got the whole set signed. So I got a, a Kenny, Cody, and Young Bucks signed. Um, like... One of my favourite little pieces here. Two Alex, Psycho Sid. Master and Ruler, Master and Ruler of the World. <laughs> um, was that when yep. you did the call with Sid? Yeah, that is. Yeah, he was signing that for me that day. I uh, got a Terry Bollea signed action figure, which... Uh, but it's going to be worth a lot one day. I got a signed uh, 1990 Ted DiBiase action figure. Um, what are you doing? I'm not I opening like the figure. I'm just opening the case. So oh. you can see the autograph a bit better, but it's sort of faded. But it was genuinely signed after a show in the 90s. <laughs> so that's why I had to have it, because it's like, from the actual era. Like, he didn't sign it, like, 20 years later at some convention. He signed it then and there. Um, got my signed Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Uh, there's a lot <laughs> going sure on here. Zach's, you sure Zach's a, um, a student of age and not a student of Cody with that get-up? Oh man! Big American yeah. flag. Oh, 
I mean, I mean they are mates, so yeah, probably. Um, also true. So you, you ever heard of Stretch Armstrong? Yeah. What about Stretch Psycho Sid? <laughs> Why? Oh, it was just an item they were pumping out back in the day. Like, look at the outfits they're in. It's like completely made-up outfits. Dude, like, Hitman, Michaels, and The Undertaker. Yeah, they're Are all they in long, long tights, no shorts, uh, no shirt. Sean's is like plain white Water. tights. It kind of makes sense. Brett is in plain black tights, no shirt. Sid, for some reason, is in plain red tights. Undertaker, um, plain black tights, no shirt. Uh, absolutely ridiculous stuff here, man. Like, I got so much just weird stuff that I love. Do you still have your signed TNA president figure? I sold that. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I sold it. Um, someone Janice would sold... be quite upset. <laughs> I, That's what I, you should I, invest I didn't in. want it anymore. I really got sick of wanting... You should invest in contacting Abyss and see if he'll sign Janice for you and send it in the mail. <laughs> Fuck, that would look good next to my... Oh, yeah. Big bat? Oh, yeah. It would look good next to my bat. <laughs> yeah, it's a full-on Louisville slugger, which is awesome. I got a book here full of eight by tens. Um, JXT. Oh. another JXT. <laughs> another JXT. Oh wait, this is just my JXT folder. <laughs> Signed Harley Race eight by ten. Which is kind of cool now. Uh, Greg Valentine. Greg Valentine. Yeah, like lots of like some of them I got through the pro wrestling crate back in the day. Some of them are through random lots. Uh, Road Warrior Animal signed. Um, Jerry Lawler. King. Um, some dude called. Uh, Kevin Steen? Uh, he'll never make anything of himself. I'm kind of ashamed to own this. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for a moment there, it's to scale. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, oh. 8 by 10 of Adam Cole, that was. Let's pretend I don't have that. Burn it. Send it Burn. to hell. <laughs> no, I don't know. Keep it. Dalton. Elton Castle. There's, I've got a fair few Ring of Honor ones. Oh, man. This used to be my favorite wrestler for a bit. Great. What happened to him? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. ACH. Uh. Um, I could keep going. Oh, another cancelled one. Tessa. Uh, Smiley Kylie. That's actually an AEW. AEW photo for Kylie Ray. 
Didn't she turn up somewhere at the start of this year or end of last year, somewhere new? She was at Impact, then she left there and went to... Now she's in NWA. Oh, is that where she is? Yeah. Is that WCW one? Or is that just how it's supposed to look? Yeah, it's a WCW one. This one's... Another Steiner signature. Scott. Oh, yeah. Uh, I loved Scott Steiner. Still do. Um, this feels like there's more than one in here. No. Justin Gabriel? Justin Benjamin? Actually, no, these ones... Random ones? Yeah, these are from actually a shop in Melbourne, and they had a signing. They had Tajiri there. Hoovy. Yeah, Hoovy. Oh, man. They... Oh, I had to have... Emma, Emma, Chavo, and that card there, he signed at a show he did in Aubrey. <laughs> um, which is did you go to that real. show? Yeah, I was there. Eliza was there. <laughs> Avery. Avery. Yeah. How yeah. they didn't put the... IWGP belt on him yet? I still don't know. Oh man, yeah, ridiculous. Rock and Roll Express, get ready. Get their, their... With their like the old titles, and Billy yeah. Corgan came back and said, "Yeah, those are the titles I want, please." Yeah, good belts. Oh, they... Jealous. Oh my god, it's Glacier, baby. <laughs> He decided to sign in black on the darkest parts of the year, so he's an idiot. Oh. Fuck. I might even have to send you this one day. <laughs> X-Park. X-Park. Um, <laughs> another JXT. Impact? He did one show at Impact and he was selling eight by tens for it. I said, "Can I have one of those? Because I think it's hilarious you're doing that." <laughs> he did one impact show on his American tour, and he was on the pre-show. Was it taped or was 10. it dark? It was against Ace Romero, from my memory, and it was in the ACW arena. <laughs> I don't know if it was taped or if it was dark, but yeah, I think it was the ACW arena. That's the Tatanka got signed 8x10 from that Superstars of Wrestling show. And I've <laughs> legit had that for like 20 years now. Almost 30. Um, signed 8x10 by Myers and Cardona. Hang on. There's something else coming up here, I swear. My post-wrestling care package and letter. Oh, yeah. I got one of those. Yeah, I assumed you would. Um, I kept it. Uh, had to. And then just some random, like, uh, these are like pre-production photos of some of the action figures back in the day. Like, how they modelled to make them. That's a Sean Maltman one. 
Really? Yeah, that's a one, two, three kid. Um, uh, yeah, Bart Gun, Billy Gun, Ludwig Borger. Um, this isn't even signed. I just got this in a lot. A cool photo. Bishop and the Outsiders. You know what year uh, JXT went over to Impact? Fuck. Um, 2019, maybe? 2018? Oh, it's one okay. of those two. Um, yeah, so that's like... I, I got some cool shit. That <laughs> match might actually be on TV. I'm going to look now. Maybe not. Oh, no, there it is. Holy crap. Trey def- uh, versus Bull James versus Clayton James versus JXT. I could have sworn it was Ace Romero. Okay, there you go. It was an Ace. He did have Maybe a that- Ace on that tour, but somewhere else, I guess. Yeah, GCW or something, maybe. I found a video here from posted by JXT, my Impact Wrestling debut at House of Hardcore 54. Yeah, okay. That's probably why I couldn't find it. And it's him and Ace Romero. You can't... Oh, Um, Yeah, so I just thought it was hilarious. Like, he had one match there and it was selling 8x10s with the Impact logo on it. I was like, just... I messaged him. I said, "You're such a carny. Um, I got a wrestling figure for you. Give me a t-shirt and and your Impact Wrestling eight by ten." Um, I know recently you were talking about uh, gorgeous, no, exotic Adrian Adrian Streak and how you brought yeah. a picture of him from uh, his online store and that. Yeah, that's um, stored away somewhere, but I will post it on Twitter the next time I find it. Um, yeah, I've got a signed little action, action figure by him. Probably like that big. It's still pretty really cool. I've seen that um, Cornette's doing a few releases. He's doing one of him, and he's doing yeah. like a commentary set as well. Did you look into those? I have. Um, I'm thinking about getting one and just getting him to write something really on it. <laughs> Outlaw mud show bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just be like, oh, can you address this to Vince Russo? <laughs> no, you need to if buy I the could... certificate first. <laughs> <laughs> the copy if of I... the restraining order. Jeez. <laughs> if I can get like a signed Jim Cornette wrestling figure and it has a mini rant to Vince Russo on it. Fuck, that'd be great. Um, or like him like talking shit about the Young Bucks or something on my wrestling figure and I'll put it next to my signed Young Bucks figures. <laughs> oh boy. I suppose there. Do we discuss how the heck we're going to podcasting? Uh, yeah, yeah. 
um, I'll I'll explain it quickly. I got into it because you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you were originally going to do a Doctor Who podcast, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been on the back burner for a while, but this is a lot more fun. We'll, we'll get there one day. You'll get yeah. there. One day. Ah, well. you, you had Twitch on your mind for a long, long time, and you eventually got there. So... Yeah. Yeah. Slowly chipping away towards a new PC and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, tell us how how did you get into this podcasting thing? How did you get the idea? Inspirations, bloody all that. Gee, that is a good question. Because, um... quite frankly, I just got to like. A message from you saying oh, I'm thinking about doing a podcast on Doctor Who stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. If you ever want someone to come on that knows nothing about Doctor Who, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I might do like, like maybe I'll do a Patreon, and on Patreon I'll do a wrestling podcast, and maybe you can do that, and then. Lo and behold, the Doctor Who thing didn't happen, but this did. Yeah, I think it's a lot better for it. I think going back a little bit before that, 2011, I think, um, because I remember this, I I messaged you and I'm like, hey man, I'm looking for some good wrestling podcasts. Can you recommend any? Like, oh, here, check this one out because I listen to it. Lo and behold, it's the law. Yeah. So Ali's got me not only into wrestling, but onto that as well. Shit. Yeah, you are to blame. <laughs> <laughs> this is my retribution. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, man. <laughs> I need to stop steering your life into directions. I need to let you take the wheel, mate. (laughs) Man, it's too boring that way. Yeah, seriously, Alex got me into that. And then from there, listening to the guys uh, in the law, like especially John and Way and Mouth and Agnew go their separate ways from the um, impact being impact and closing down the law to those guys going their separate ways um dan and jason uh forming sunday night's main event and john and way forming post and seeing them do that and as well as um brayden going to do um uh, was it up next and seeing all those guys do their own podcast me going you know what that'd be fun to try because during high school i wanted to do like a radio thing and all that and just sort of never branched off into doing that. I was like, well, this seems like the next best thing. Um, Little known fact, after high school, yeah, uh, in 2009, I did and completed and graduated a um, TAFE radio diploma. 
and I'm uh, the host and doing all the editing. I have. It's the one thing like I barely passed because my like editing skills were just so fucked, and I just don't even remember how to do any of it. Um, so it's a good idea that um, that yeah, you do that. Uh, I actually remember like me and this other dude Matt who actually like went on for a little bit to have a bit of a career in radio but he never like made it real big but he went to Sydney and did some radio stuff working for a station um me and him had a show on Wudonga Tape bloody local like five kilometer radius radio station on every afternoon at two from two till four and it was um i was one till four it was three hours and it was yeah monday to fridays and the name of our show was the palace of wisdom and i got that name i named it and i got the name from um it was a john morrison catchphrase I'm surprised you didn't go with the shaman of sexy. Well, I think, um, yeah, there was a lot of references to um, Ms. TV. Oh, not Ms. TV. Um, what was the other one? The Dirt Sheet? Like the Dirt some Sheet. Of the se- some of the segments they used to do on their website. Uh, there was a lot of stolen stuff from that. But when I was on that radio show with him, it was very much the dynamic we have now. Um, he did everything. I just showed up and said stupid shit and then left. <laughs> uh, fair enough. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, from there, as Alex mentioned, I was looking to do Doctor Who, and then Alex, I was spitballing with Alex and was like, oh, how about a wrestling one? Me and you go out and do a wrestling show. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Like, well, yeah. this is how it started. And that's, uh, yeah, there, 200 episodes. Jesus Christ. Brina. Mm-hmm. Three, three quarter years. A few breaks in between, but uh, we got here. Crazy. Mm, crazy, crazy. Um, I think I've spoken to you about this a few times. You remember who does the theme song? Um, oh. God, uh, field trip. <laughs> yeah, Bay Club. Bay Club field trip. That's it. Because I, re- I noticed he did the NXT version. Like they use like a, a Game Boy sounding one for their uh, Patreon shows. And I reached out to him. I said, "Oh, hey, I'd like to work you do for up next." I was thinking of looking at doing a podcast, I was wondering if he'd be open to taking a commission for that, and he was like, yeah, pretty good. I think he had it done in like a month or two. Yeah. If I remember correctly, because he did that one and the Doctor Who one, and there's like, I think, one or two others that I have sitting there. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking lately that I want to, go on, like, one of those websites, like, Fiverr or something, and, like, get someone to do up a theme for Fugs that sounds like a generic, like, 90s, like, metal, like, 
<laughs> new metal song, like real generic and guitar-y and like something straight out of Jim Johnston's sort of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to do something like that for Fugs, just to dim- differentiate it so it feels like its own sort of universe. Um, but that's just me spitballing. Go on a website it- like Fiverr and anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a good point too. Like, Fugs pretty much is its own thing. We do make a lot of references to it. I suppose the closest thing would be like somebody doing a um a let's play of a WWE game or like um V uh, one from the OSW series how he does his Twitch streams he'll make up characters on the old wrestling games like he made up uh, Ronnie Garvin to chase after like the world title in one of the SmackDown games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like um, if you've ever seen New Legacy Inc., it's a they're like some gamers, Twitch streamers as well. Uh, they just do wrestling games and they have like different series. Like there's a series for um, there's like a lineal championship called the uh, something like the IWGGPPPP World Grand Prix Championship. And, like, say, oh, the viewers vote, like, oh, this week I want to see whoever the champ is because he's in SmackDown versus Raw 2011. I want to see him against, oh, who's in SmackDown versus Raw 2011? Randy Orton. All right, Randy Orton wins the title. All right, next week I want to see Randy Orton defend the title against Hulk Hogan on SmackDown versus Raw from, like, 2002. And then, yeah, and they just keep going. And it's like, oh, Hulk Hogan won the belt. So you can have him defend the belt on on WCW Revenge next week. Like, yeah, they got their own little universes as well, which is fucking awesome. So check out them as well. Yeah. Like, that's what I like about Bugs. It's very much um, me, and this is going back to the Doctor Who thing for a moment, liking the... um. The audio plays that Doctor Who does, like um, radio episodes sort of thing. And that's why I think I really enjoy Fugs. Yeah. Because it's I, essentially... I love, it. I love it. It just takes a lot out of us. It's essentially us replaying like WWE, 2, like WWE 2K22 with a bunch of custom wrestlers as all these wrestlers on each other's rosters. This is the sort of shit. Doing a heap of stuff for radio. It's the sort of shit I've always done throughout my childhood till now. Oh, yeah. Like, even with like wrestling figures, like as a kid, and I get like a new wrestling figure, or like, say it's Christmas, I might get three or four new wrestling figures. I'd spend the entire like weeks leading up to it doing little TV shows with my wrestling figures building up to the big pay per view which would be like on Christmas Day where I get to bring in these new debuting wrestlers and stuff like that. And it always culminated. The biggest shows were always on my birthday and Christmas. And I'd do stuff like that. And then like as time went on, it was like SmackDown versus Raw GM mode. And then 
um, went on. It was universe mode. Yeah, here I am doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose that's the thing too. Like once I launch this um Discord that I'm going to have with my Twitch, which is another thing we can touch on in a moment, there'll be like a section in there for wrestling off style and a place for people to leave there. Their bugs feedback if they so choose and stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like when that all gets kicked off, obviously we'll let you humans know about it and find it. Yeah. We'll see how I go being a Discord moderator. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, um, yeah it'll be good. I suppose what middle of last year we branched off into other projects as well. You went off to do uh, Smack It Down. Yeah, and uh, I pretty much went to Smack It Down and said, hey, uh, I'm coming in here to, you know, just be a part of the numbers, but, like, wrestling on style is still my priority. And let's be real, like, wrestling on style is my priority because of Fugs. Like, <laughs> that's my baby in wrestling on style. So, um Alex is just saying that he wants me to cancel everything else for bugs. <laughs> no, no, please. We need the other stuff to keep me sane or else I'll just go nuts with others with bugs. Like, it's so draining, man. I love bugs. It just takes so much energy sometimes. Imagine um, if we dropped the rap for weekly fugs. <laughs> if we did weekly fugs, I would suggest that we just do, all right, so... One week is a TV, a full TV show. Next week's a full TV show. We do four weeks of TV, and then on the fifth week, we do the pay-per-view, or we record two episodes on the fourth week, and we drop on a Sunday or a Monday morning, we drop the pay-per-view. <laughs> Which actually would be sweet, but fuck, that's just so much writing. It's so much so time much we writing. don't have at the time, too. Yeah, if, if we ever somehow got into the position of being paid to do this, fuck yeah. That's all I want, is to just do bugs full time. Do it, like, oh. drop drop a episode of Fugs right after Raw finishes on a Tuesday. That'd be sick. Oh, yeah. One yeah. day. One day once yeah. I win Tats Lotto. Yeah, but, yeah, fuck, that'd be great since I'm here. So how'd the um go on? Yeah. Oh, so like I I signed up for the Smack It Down pod basically because um I was having a conversation in one of the Australian wrestling figure groups and bumped into another guy, he just happened to be local and we had a chat and that ended up being Jay Silver. And um yeah, he's like, oh, i got a wrestling podcast. I was like, oh, me too. I was like, ah, oh, wrestling fans, I think we all have podcasts now. Um, but he's like, oh, yeah, we used to have Joel Bateman on the show. I was like, oh, we've probably talked about Joel Bateman a lot. Like, oh, well, yeah, he just left the show and we're looking for a third. And since he just lives like 15 minutes away from me, like, Fuck it, I'm in Wodonga, is in Aubrey. So, 
so he's not far from me and he's like oh be cool to have someone local that opens up the idea of like being able to do like you know do a live podcast like where we record ourselves watching like a wrestle kingdom day like which we're talking about doing in the future um but anywho uh yeah i was just like oh well, this is one I normally record for my other podcast. If you can squeeze in to record, like, whenever I'm not recording with that and give me the benefit of I have a job too, yeah, I'll um, sign up and do do Smack It Down. And I was like, um, basically, they wanted to do it weekly at that point. And I said, I just, I can't do two weekly podcasts podcasts i can't i can't it's just uh i can't even guarantee one day a week at the moment for a wrestling odd style for the rap so yeah. how i would be able to do that for the smack it down so we decided i oh, will do a fortnightly try to record like wednesday nights if not wednesday nights we record sunday nights now because now I'm with as much time as I have, I made the stupid decision that I'm doing league bowling two nights a week as well. So I thought it was one. It was one. And then I finally convinced my other mates to sign up for a league, but they didn't want to join the league I was already in. They wanted to sign up to the three person team league. So they wanted they didn't want to be a tag team. They wanted to be trios. So, oh, you're going after that elusive double crown in the tag division. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm going after. So Tuesday nights I got tag. Thursday nights I got trios. Um, so I'm just riding out. I've got like four weeks left on the two-person team. So once that's done, I think... I think I'll scale it back to one night a week. But quite frankly, I've gotten really good since I've been doing it two nights a week. So, What are you averaging? At the moment, I'm averaging 170, which is fairly decent um, for someone that's only been doing it like a year. There are people in my league that are averaging like 200-somethings, but they they also play like semi-pro cons. Um, yeah, so last week I bowled a 700 series, which was crazy, like three games over 700. Um, anywho, humble brag aside, um, yeah, so Sid, the SmackDown podcast, um, I come at it with a completely different approach as I do this podcast. Basically, I'm play-by-play commentary on Smack It Down, and I'm color commentary on Wrestling Oz Style. So, I feel you're like... You're like Joey Styles, you do it both. <laughs> I'm like... Like, um... How JR's basically a color commentator in AEW, but if he was in WWE, he'd be a play-by-play. So, I guess... This is AEW and I'm colour here. What's that make 
said podcast. That makes that WWE, I guess, because I'm play-by-play there. Jeez, um, does that mean that I'm Tony Khan and someone's going to get in a backstage fight soon? I think it means that you're Excalibur. <laughs> Has anyone listened to the past 200 episodes where I stumble over everything? <laughs> you're just a really um, stuttery Excalibur. A real, a real nervous Excalibur. I don't know. You're not even nervous. But I, I think um, the fact that you sometimes have trouble reading names is part of your charm. Yeah, uh, I would love it. Like, if any humans out there can even be bothered, just do a little compilation for me, please. <laughs> yeah, Tikeshka was fun when he was main eventing for like three, four weeks in a row. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's some other <laughs> ones that you struggled with. I can't recall off the top of my head, but what about yeah. the dreamboat? The Dreamboat's my favourite one. Ricky the Dreamboat. I like that we have those little things <laughs> as stupid yeah. as they came about, like in Fugs. There's that. There's <laughs> probably... Oh, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head if there's any others I have for mine. Not that I can uh, think of straight away. Um, probably... I, I've been told before by certain listeners that... um. Have a drink every time Fruity says, and music hits, and music <laughs> hits, the music hits. Who is that? Oh my god, can it be? Could it be? Ah, uh, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> I like that we have, as stupid as it is, we have those weird nicknames that we've sort of given some characters. Yeah. And you've like, I like that, um, it's not really a big spoiler here, but you repackage, I think it's Grandmaster Saxe. As the Prince of Wrestling? Yes. Yeah. I like that we yeah. have those sort of things because it reminds me of growing up and listening to the the um, NRL State of Origin on Triple J with Roy and HG, and they just give all these players just oh, yeah. stupid nicknames. <laughs> like, he's the fish. Mm. Why? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Roy and HG. Shit. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably a throwback. Corn won the grand finals soon. It's only oh, yeah. a couple of weeks away. Speaking of which, my birthday soon. What's the plan for the birthday? Uh, this year, Twitch stream, night before, then day off and just do nothing. Oh man, that'd be nice. And then, and then probably do the wrap with you the next day. Oh shit! So when's your birthday? Like a Sunday? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Shit. Okay. Yeah, I know. So, um, all right. In a couple of weeks, we'll be pumping out the wrap a couple of days late. But you got fair warning, humans. <laughs> Fair uh, warning this time instead of, uh, yeah, we just couldn't get our shit together. Namely me. 
that doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah. I'll just stay in the office until I've done 20 hours of work today. I'd like to think that our listeners just like, oh, the episode's late again. Oh, it's just Fruity Bean, just a massive prima donna behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nah, Fruity getting hate from management. <laughs> I'm lo- I love that. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm difficult to work with. No, nah, no, nah, I'm pretty crazy. Not at all. I laughed at, like, me going on about how stupid independent contractors are. Then, like, a year later, agrees to be an independent contractor for Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those who know what goes on with the Twitch like affiliate agreements and that have a rough idea what's going on. You're not supposed to say too much, but uh, yeah. Basically, I'm an independent contractor the same way a WWE wrestler is an independent contractor. <laughs> so, so um, so I'm guessing uh, food and travel's not paid for then. No, no. I find it. <laughs> I find it stupid that any of the smaller streamers on Twitch go, I'm employed by Amazon. It's like, no, you fucking not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. But yeah, um, let's see. June? Yeah, during last year, Alex, like I went to Alex and said, oh, I want to start doing Twitch. And he said, well, I have friends who want me to join their podcast. I'm like, sweet. Both do extracurricular activities on top of what we're already trying to do. Yeah, That'll work out fine. Yeah, well, we were in a fairly committed relationship and we decided to sort of open things up and see how it goes. <laughs> and um, It's so yeah. good that Elias is not listening to this part right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, she, she is in the next room. Let's hope the balls aren't too thin. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. so been on Twitch. I'm just trying to think because I started the account in March around the start of the pandemic. Because I remember I floated the idea to you of us live streaming some episodes, and then you said, "Yeah, that'd be cool." and I went to sort of set some of that up and my laptop won't handle it. <laughs> Hence why I've had the account sort of the first eight weeks of the pandemic. Yeah. And this is my third time like being on Twitch. The first time was uh, Twitch plays Pokemon. Putting commands into chat to get the to try to play through Pokemon Blue, I believe it was. Yeah. Like almost 10 years ago. And the second time was around the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. No, it would have been around the 55th anniversary of Doctor Who when they started airing a bunch of the classic ones on um, Twitch and all you needed to do was sign in Twitch and air it on there. So, yeah, after being on Twitch for a while, I'm like, oh, 
fuck, it all starts streaming one night out of the blue from my PlayStation. And it's like, oh, it's working. Okay, well, let's do this then. Yeah. Yeah, played, played a bit of that. Played a bit of soccer and Pokemon and just trying to think what else. Four guys. The thing is, I can't really do too much. Well, not at the moment because I don't have a PlayStation or a computer. One day. Oh, well. One day, it, man. One day. Yeah. We're getting there slowly. In yeah. bits and pieces. The plan is come back for the birthday, stream a little bit, and maybe just hang out in the Discord afterwards for a bit. Oh, man. I suppose anything else you really want to touch on? Any favourite moments from podcasts or that that you can remember? Uh, our one and only interview, I think, was way better than it had any right to be. Um, With Dan the Man. Dan the Man. Um, I... Oh. I'm so disappointed that I couldn't get to Sydney to see that. Yeah, same, same. If, I, I messaged him, like, the night before it premiered and the luck and all that. Which, um, yeah. I, I yeah, hope all that. Because I, I saw some, like, footage and it looked like they did really well. So that was awesome. Yeah, it's just one of those things where... I haven't really been able to get time off work and then we get people and, and people lose their house and they move away and then we're short staffed again and the people get sick and yes. But I think pre pandemic world I could have just gone, Hey, can I have a weekend off to fly to Sydney to see a wrestling musical? And it would have been like, Yeah, sure, whatever. Ah, well. But, yeah, yeah, uh, I really enjoy that interview. You took the lead for most of that as well, which was, it's really good. <laughs> Just seeing um, you being your element for that. Yeah, it was it was a risky move. <laughs> Went in, mate, run the asylum a little bit. But, yeah, well, I figured it was something I organised, like, well, he reached out to us. I sort of upon my liberty to, you know, look into if what he was saying was true or not. And then I found it all to be true. So I was like, oh, yeah, let's message you. Said it's okay to do it. So let's do it. Since it was all sort of my organising, I thought, and I'll take the lead a little bit. I suppose and... that's Go on, go on. Finish your thought, sorry. And um, honestly, like, yeah, I did a lot of a lot of sort of background research, or as did enough research as I could find on what he was planning. Like, he had a whole album out at that point in time. I listened to it, the album probably twice, just to get a good gist of everything. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. I was pleasantly surprised with how smoothly it went. 
I suppose, would you be open to working with other interviewees in the future, be stuff like that or promoters or wrestlers or other Aussie Kiwi podcasts? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, maybe one of these days I can get Macca down and Wrestling Oz to hold a sort of combined forces. That'd be interesting. Um, it's fruity. Oh, whose side is he on? What do you mean, whose side is he on? <laughs> I, I got the steel chair. I swing in, but I turned my hips all the way around. And, oh my God, he's clocked Chris Thunder over the head. <laughs> oh, oh man. But um, yeah, like there's a lot of things I would like to try, but like at the moment, it's just like, let's just take it easy get what yeah. we need to do done whilst our lives are pretty fucking chaotic. Well, mine is at the moment. Yeah, which is why we haven't been doing some of the, the classic pay-per-view reviews or the um, the Aussie Kiwi review of the, in the month of the, the past month and outside the ring and top tens and all that sort of stuff because and we even were just doing the rap and fugs and like Alex is working ten hour days. The poor guy's working hard enough as it is. I'm working five days. Three of those days are ten hour days. Yeah. And so yeah. to be fair, um like I've had to rewrite a lot of fugs just because of what's happened in wrestling the past well, since we last recorded, which has been a while now. Like, I had know, a the, couple the Vince stuff and like since the last time we recorded, Scott Hall passed away. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true too. Since we last did a fugs. Yeah. Um I know we were gonna do like a fug bidden door and then I got called into work and then you got busy and then I wasn't free and it just fell yeah. through. Yeah, but... it fell through. I I, I still wanna do it. Okay. I, I do I do need to completely rewrite it because like I've said on a rap a couple of weeks ago, uh, the whole twist at the end of my fug bitten door was that W2E EVP fucking Jeff Jarrett um comes out and it's like a five on five tag match and you got like Samoa Joe and Daniels on one side and AJ Styles and Robert Roode and shit on the other side and like all the TNA guys turn on and beat up the WWE and AEW guys and the pay-per-view goes off there with Jeff Jarrett forming TNA to beat WWE and AEW. Oh, goodness. The one the little... original plan, but yeah, go on. The one little thing I'll give away because I am going to change it now was... I was going to have Cody come out and, you know, cut a big promo on Raw talking about how important the title was and his father never won a big world title. Then Cody goes, but by God, I start a company with my own two hands and calls out Punk and it was going to be Cody and Punk for the AEW title. And I'm just like, yeah, the past uh, two months of Punk, uh, maybe not. <laughs> well, well, fuck. Um, 
on that five-on-five tag match, you had, like, Sam Punk and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks on the same team. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure it was literally like Sam Punk, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Samoa Joe on one team. And then the Young Bucks joined TNA and renamed themselves Generation Me. Uh, isn't it Jeremy Buck and... And Max Buck. Oh, Max. Is Max Matt? Matt. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not too bad then. They wanted uh, Nick to have a J name because they wanted him to be the next Hardy Boys. Matt and Jeff. Yep. Max and Jeremy. Uh, I suppose that's touched on a lot of things. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on or? I think um, the most recent Fugs was like your best Fugs, the SummerSlam one. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think, like, I, I, I've told you this before and sort of implied it. Like, at first, you were sort of struggling, but you really got him into a groove and let the hair down with Fugs. So, um, the second month I was going to have Brie win the women's title and just start off women's champion yeah but uh, I got I think it was a six month injury to the Bellas yeah three or six month and I couldn't do that straight away so I had Wendy Richter win the women's title and then I was going to do the slow turn of DX on Sean and you're like Oh, yeah, I'm going to take Sean after WrestleMania. Okay. I did find... I have found that, like, throughout Fugs, like, if you get a negative twist, like, something bad twist, like, it does set you back a lot, a lot more. Like, you sort of get thrown off by it a little bit more. Um, Yeah, I am... Yeah, like, if I've had a couple of bad ones, but, like... I've also got an incredibly bloated roster, like in terms of main event people. So I loved your face when um we were doing the last uh, like talk is wrestling saying to fancy with I can't remember whatever you called the last one. <laughs> um well it's at the six month point and we just discussed the the past year in Fugs. And we're there, and it's like time to draw the last twist. And Alex draws out six month injury to the Undertaker, and oh. it's blocked. <laughs> um, oh, thank fuck I had that block. Like literally, like I've had this two year storyline with Sting that started from the very first pay per view when he was a surfer Sting. It's slowly built. Through the Ultimate Warrior storyline, he beats the Ultimate Warrior. You you think, oh fuck, he's finally gotten rid of the bad guy, but no, fucking post credit scene, bang, Thanos is sitting on his throne slash Undertaker. He says, fine, I'll do it myself. 
that's what I was going for, by the way, humans. Was uh Ultimate Warrior was Loki. Last Starcade was the first Avengers movie. This Starcade's gonna be fucking I'm not gonna say which of the two recent Avenger movies, but it'll be one of them. I'm not gonna say Infinity War or Endgame, but because that gives away a result. <laughs> One of them, a heel goes over, the other one, a baby face goes over. So I won't say which one. But yeah, that's been my premise. I wanted the Undertaker to be Thanos. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Which means, like, Paul Bear is like that creepy dude that, um, uh, that creepy dude with no nose that looks like Voldemort. <laughs> From in, from Infinity War. Yeah, that's Paul Barrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I suppose, is there anything else that you'd want to touch on? Um, yeah, like, in terms of favourite podcasts, there's a lot of the Fugs ones I'm proud of. Um... Because, quite frankly, there was a lot of hours put into writing a lot of those folks. Um, the amount of hours that have gone into writing Starcade 2 that hasn't even happened yet, and it's not even finished yet, like, it's unreal. Just because it's been rewritten a million times. Like, a wrestler dies, and I'm like, oh. I might put them over at the end of Starcade. Make them the world champ. Like, I've had so many different people winning Starcade 2. At one point, New Jack was going to win the belt. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's been changed in turns so many times. Um, little heads up for the future. Remember, humans, a mysterious person dressed up like Conquistador beat Edge to be the new holder of that basically money in the bank briefcase from the what was the thing called the feast or fired briefcase so yes. welcome dory funk jr <laughs> <laughs> so um edge won that world title briefcase he can use it whenever he wants for a title shot but he lost it to a masked man dressed up like a conquistador so the person that's holding the briefcase we don't even know who it is. So that's one thing I wanted the humans to remember. Someone holds the briefcase and we don't even know who it is. Um, for me, favourite episodes, I like early on how we did that look back through sort of ECW. Yes. And I think, like, we've discussed this off air, going forward, one person's going to pick, like, the, the classic reviews that month, and one person's going to pick, like, the non-wrestling things, like the um outside-the-ring sort of reviews and that sort of um, thing. So it's a bit more coherent in the, the two classic shows that we're picking, which I think looking at that um ECWR 
worked a lot better and you doing the following WCW sort of arc worked a lot better than, okay, I'm choosing something and then you're choosing something next week and we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah, I think we do little, like, yeah, we'll do little arcs. Like, for example, like, we could do Invasion, which we've talked about a lot. Um, We could do... uh, what I've thought about is like, oh, we could do the Rick Rude trilogy, which is we could watch all three shows that he appeared on on the same night. How he was on ECW, Nitro, Raw, and ECW. I think the ECW was like the day before or the day after, but we could watch like, yeah, we could do three reviews like Rick Rude on Nitro, Rick Rude on Raw, Rick Rude on ECW. It's so odd. Oh, because Raw's pre-taped that week. Yeah. And w- is it WCW's in Mall of America? No, it was the, no, that was the Lex Luger debut. Okay. Uh, it was just somewhere. I can't remember where. But, yeah. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, I think on all three shows, he had different facial hair styles. Because I think the ECW appearance was taped as well. Smart man, then. Yeah, and he had, like, a moustache on one of them. He had, like, a goatee for one of them. And then he had, like, a beard for one of them. Just slowly trimming it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Um, But, yeah, there's, like, lots of things I'd love to do, like, stuff like that. I'd love to, like, watch some, like, old, like, 80s, like, prime Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, like, NWA with you. Go through a little arc of that. Is that on the network? Yeah, yeah, that's all on there. Because it's under Jim Crockett. Or Florida Championship Wrestling. It'll be under World Championship Wrestling. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, 85, 86, 86. Go through, we could do the formation of the horsemen or something like that. Um, Yeah, or we could do, like, oh, the DX formation storyline arc or. NWO formation, or or we could do the evolution of Dwayne, where we show his debut, The Rock, and then we show him turning heel, joining the nation. Oh, I've got so many ideas. Now I'm just brainstorming on there. <laughs> and that's only North American. That's not talking about your, your New Japan, your old Japan. Yeah. Man, uh, if you want to dive into a 16 karat gold one weekend, we could or something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or we could. Um, yeah, the Aussie stuff's live on fight. Uh, was it PWA, MCW, and FWA out of Sydney? Nice. All streaming live on fight. You have Renegades. That's also on fight. You have Deathmatch Down Under on IWTV. I feel like I'm forgetting one. 
Yeah, and then there's there's a bunch of others that are on uh, smaller uh, VODs as well. But I feel like I'm forgetting one other that's live. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's then that's another another topic for the wrap about global localization again. But we'll uh, we'll get there on this week's wrap, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um. To me, one of my favourite episodes, and any time it comes up by you, it just gets me. Speaking of Killer Queens... Oh, yeah. Now that she, now that Madison reigns on AEW, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, I forgot about that. Is, um, is Storm, James Storm, still in NWA? Uh, I think he sort of just floats around now. I know that he's been on NWA. He's also been on Impact lately. He just sort of, yeah, he's just doing his thing. So he's more or less a, just a freelancer. He just goes here, there, wherever he's needed. Yeah. Because I'm surprised AEW hasn't picked up him. He's, he's getting up there. You're still telling me you won't want to see one last run of the cowboy? Oh, I'm uh, sorry, the killer queen. Yeah, the killer queen himself. Um, I mean, I'd love to see it. I just don't know if there's a draw for it. I would love if uh, just out of the blue, Triple H signs and puts him and Bobby Roode back together. I Bobby don't think Roode it hasn't been used forever. I don't think it'll happen because remember Triple H put him on TV and he said, yeah, yeah, I'll sign. And then he was gone. And then Triple H was like, hey, I've got this spot open in NXT. And Dixie Carr was like, hey, come back. We can reform beer money. And beer money did like a month and it was gone. Yep, because Bobby jumped ship. Um, it's so crazy to think that AJ Styles' theme song was originally meant for James Storm. Yeah, yeah, it's weird to think that. Which one was Shinsuke supposed to be for? Um, no, it was Bobby Roode's theme was meant to be for Shinsuke. Glorious was meant to be for Shinsuke. <laughs> It's so odd. Yeah, because I think, like, because Shinsuke would be like, oh, I like Queen, I like Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> I didn't really what? get that reference when Michael Cole was drumming it into our heads for the thousandth time. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we got Glorious. It's a basically a Queen knockoff. So, yeah, they would have originally given that to him, and he was like, no, no, it doesn't fit me. Which it doesn't, because could you imagine Shinsuke doing his Shinsuke moves to Glorious? Weird. If I had my PlayStation working, I could. Yeah. Do the old um, edit entrance, and you just change his music. Yeah. Weird. 
think oh, that. Oh, shit. Well, I'm getting ready for bed. So I think we'll have to call this a day. I can't believe it's been 200 episodes. That's insane. Um, yeah. Wouldn't do it with anyone else. Yeah. Much love, brother. Much to the next 200. Oh, God. What are we going for? The Brian Lara approach. Quadruple? <laughs> quintuple? Ton? The quintuple ton, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yep, we are the Brian Lara of wrestling podcasts. <laughs> okay, and with that, uh, goodbye and good night. Yeah, it's been 200 episodes, man. I don't need to save the ats. You know where to find us. Until next time, I've been the Andrew Simons of wrestling podcasts. He's been the Matthew Hayden of wrestling podcasts. Together, we rock up on Boxing Day. We put on a 300 partnership. To the next 100 episodes, my friend. going to be speaking to Daniel Cohen and he is uh, pretty much in charge of Dubbo Championship Wrestling. I might as well bring on the man himself. Daniel, how you doing, man? I'm good. Dubbo Championship Wrestling is a piece of musical theatre that I have been writing since 2017. Uh, it's a celebration of wrestling. Uh, it's about uh, a young girl who uh, comes back home to Dubbo after 10 years away and uh, gets embroiled in the drama of her family. Independent wrestling business is how I would uh, summarise the show. And uh, yeah, it's basically, it's written for Australians. It's written for wrestling fans basically my entire spare time if i'm just wandering around doing something i'm thinking about what i'm writing for folks so 
because like yeah i would have assumed that because like you know you guys are booking not only the pvvs but you know everything in between and also you're booking how the matches play out like i i thought i was like dedicated to my fantasy book when i was like filling up you know i was filling in books with the storylines and the brackets of tournaments to go along with these uh, smackdown versus raw general manager mode games <laughs> but like i would i would phone it in between pay-per-views after a while i'd be like oh let's just do what you know chris benoit booker t did let's just have two like good guys just fight each other seven times in a row like i yeah. got real lazy you guys like I, I can't believe how much like I mean, so much love goes into the fonts and uh, yeah, it really shows. It's, I, I love it's it. wise. It's why sometimes episodes come out a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Generally, my my shows go for about if you get rid of Chris's stuff out of the thing, it's probably seventy five percent just me talking about my shit. So yeah, uh, I am an overbooker. Oh boy. This has never been drawn out before. It's a nine-month injury. Ooh. All right, I'm going to draw out who it is, and then we're going to decide if... My God, why did I tempt the twist tub gods? So, what are we that take them out until April of year three? What the fuck, dude? Oh, my God. That face, that's not going to be good. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm assuming that's going to be a straight-up block. That's a block. I just drew out a nine-month injury for the Undertaker. That's a straight-up block. It is time for your final thingy. Come on, random free agent. <laughs> Six-month injury. Book a T. <laughs> uh, hang on, what does it say? Jump ship. Oh. All right, so we both got a good one and we both got a bad one, but yours might be the worst. Oh, no. Okay. All right, champions are exempt, well, which is a shame because there's a couple <laughs> of people I really want. I can't say it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah! Yes! Oh, man, that's huge. That is a huge shake-up. I will let you have another pick of the free agency because of that. That's nah, all good. That's how the cards fall. <laughs> oh, man. I thought I had a bad with the injury. Oh, well. He's our DX, I guess. And holy lord. Shawn Michaels has jumped ship. He lost his smile.